1: The Mark Arum Show. The Bananas and I. Mine is Deb Green. will keep you entertained for the next two hours on your Friday ride home. Coming up uh, on the show, we got comedian Sean Patton in studio. Jay Black will break down the big Bulldog zeme tomorrow. And Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. But to start off the show, so last night off the air... Uh, Longoria, Chuck, and I were talking about the first time we were ever on the radio. And I had an interesting story about the first time I was on the radio. Um, I was delivering for a bakery in 1991. Uh, and I was listening to the morning show, Sebastian in the Morning on WCCC in Hartford. And he had a real, real good morning show. He was number one in the, in the state. And he was uh, this was coming up against the George Bush and uh, Bill Clinton election. And he was a really staunch conservative and he, he offered to buy George Bush votes. So he was offering stuff to listeners if they would switch from Clinton to Bush, like T-shirts and concert tickets, whatever. So I called up and this is pre cell phone days. I pulled over to the side of the road, got on a pay phone, called up. And I kind of told a fib, I told Sebastian, I said, hey, I do a sports talk show on my college radio station, which I didn't really do. Um, and I said, I would vote for George Bush if he let me do sports on his show. So I did it. So he said, yeah, come on in. So like the next week I went in at like four in the morning and was ready to do uh, sports on his show. And I told everyone in my town. So the whole town's listening. And um, as as I'm prepping for the sports cast, he asked me, um, you know, off the air. He said, hey, by the way, have you ever um, had relations with an African-American woman? I'm like, yeah, you know, last year in college, my freshman year, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think anything of it. He brings it up on the air. Uh, and I was not expecting to talk about any kind of relations on the air. And the kicker was my girlfriend was listening at the time, driving to college. She was headed to Villanova with her parents listening. And and Sebastian's asking me, like, play-by-play details of my hookup uh, the, the earlier year in college. And I, I was just mortified. But I told him what happened, blah, blah, blah. I did the sports. It was fun. I wasn't really nervous. Uh, but that was the first time I was on the radio. I get off the radio, and um, I'm waiting for the call from my girlfriend. She finally gets down to uh, her college. She calls me up. She's like, yeah, my parents and I were listening on the radio on the way down. That was so funny. That was so hilarious. Anyway, that was uh, that's the story about the first time I was on the radio. So what I did, I went around to the station today, uh, WSB and all our sister stations. And I asked some of the biggest names at radio about the first time. They were on the radio. WSB Radio News Director Chris Camp, who's been with WSB Radio for how long now? <clears throat> <For> years. <laughs> Longer than me, and I've been here a while. Um, asking folks around the station the first time they were ever
2: on the radio. Do you remember mm-hmm. the first time you were on the radio? You know, it's funny you mention that, and I do. It was uh, I, I called into a radio show. Nice. Uh, WDRC in Hartford, Connecticut. They used to be oldies. Right? Yeah, used to be. <laughs> used to be. <laughs> That also that was I was probably ten years old, it was in nineteen. <clears throat> <clears throat> um but they were running a contest at okay. the time where you could win a T shirt. And you're familiar with Schweppes. Oh yeah, which ginger is, ale. Yeah, ginger ale and tonic water yeah. and so forth. So if you called in and you were the correct caller and you said this phrase, uh, I think it was five times in ten seconds you'd win a you'd win a T shirt. What was the phrase? So the phrase was <clears throat> I switched to Schweppes and won a Schweppes t shirt. And you had to say that five times. had to say times? that five times in ten seconds. Did you don't, do it? Don't ask me to do it now, but I did it in 19... 19- <clears throat> and you got the T-shirt. And I got the T-shirt. You st- it and, was, and it was a yellow T-shirt with black, you know, Schweppes logo on the front. And Chris Camp still wears that to work once in a while. And it's a little tight, but I still get into it. Were
1: you hooked on radio at that point, or later, or before? Absolutely hooked. Yeah. Absolutely hooked. Thanks yeah. to WDRC and Schweppes. That's right. Proud sponsor of the Mark Eric Show. <laughs> Next up, a rising star in the radio industry. He's young. He's hungry. He's uh, handsome. He's handsome. He's crushing it. It's Eric von Hessler. Heard nine a.m. to noon Monday through Friday at ninety-five point five WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Eric, yes, you've obviously had a long, storied career. Rock radio, talk radio. What was the first time, though, you were ever on the radio? Now, you mean, my voice on the radio. Your voice on the radio.
3: There's uh, kind of two things that go together. It's uh, 1976 in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. I called into the Rick D's show. No kidding. Yeah, and I can't remember if he was over on HBQ yet or if he was still, I think it was, he was. He got fired in there because of Disco Duck or something, but I used to uh-huh. listen to him in the morning.
1: I can't remember what I asked him. Was it about the bicentennial,
3: perhaps? I may have <laughs> been. I just remember he went into character of a local person that was on TV to okay. respond to me, and then... I was in Baton Rouge the next year and we called into WFMF, I believe, and for some reason, I asked the DJ to sing the Meow Mix song, you know, Meow, oh, yeah, meow, meow, Meow. I meow, think meow, we meow. offered him money or something, and uh, and then he did it.
1: On did the you know we thought ba- we were stars. Did you know back in 76 that you wanted to pursue a career in radio? Is that what started I, I had
3: it? no idea that I was going to pursue a career in radio until I was standing in a radio station in 1989. So
1: you just wanted to mess with Rick Dees. That was the whole... Wow!
3: Well, I, I thought he was like the funniest <laughs> guy in the world world when i was 11 years old sure. or 12 years old so yeah That's i thought like, it was really cool to to call in but i never saw myself in radio until the late
1: 80s we we still don't see you in radio
3: so. I, I myself don't see it <laughs> i check it. I, the way i work it is if my security card works i figure well i'm employed it for it ever, another day has it ever not worked yet it's not it, no it's worked every morning
1: i've had a couple of times where it didn't work Ooh. and i'm like oh no but right. it was just a bad chip or whatever
3: take, take the hint mark <laughs> take the hint
1: All right, Tad Lemire from uh, the Tad and Drex Morning Show on B98.5 FM, the best of the 80s, 90s, and today, joins us in studio. Tad, uh, an illustrious radio career, taking you all over uh, North America. You're now safely entrenched at B98 in the mornings, doing a great job. Thank you. Crushing the ratings, Uh, asking you now, the first time you were ever. On the radio.
4: This is on the radio, not with my own show, but just being on the radio. first time you were ever first on the time. radio. I called in to Sally Jesse Raphael's talk show on TalkNet. Hold on. First of all, she had a talk show? <laughs> she really? did. It was on at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. And my first job in radio was at 11 years old. A guy taught me how to play commercials during that, like the local commercials yeah. during that. So I called her. I was so nervous. And I go... Sally, (laughs) I'm 11 years old and interested in getting into radio. And she said, don't. Don't do it. She was like, (laughs) do not do it. That's the same advice I give, by the way. And uh, so she's like, well, let's try it. Let's see how you do. She said, why don't you introduce a song? And my dad played oldies records on the FM. So I go... Here's the Beatles, and she loves me. And then she said, well, it's, she loves you, but it's okay. <laughs> and I argued with her back yeah. and forth. I was like, that's what I said. <laughs> so it was, like, very embarrassing. I wish I still had what, that audio. What kind of a show did Sally Jesse Raphael have? It was a talk show. So Bruce Williams was on a date. He did financial stuff. Okay. Of course. Yeah, Tiger, I do wish you well. <laughs> Welcome to TalkNet. <laughs> and then uh, at 10 o'clock, Sally came on, and she was more like relationship stuff. Oh, that's and what she I would, thought, Yeah. yeah. It was a great—I loved listening I, to I, I wanted to hear
1: prepubescent Tad <laughs> ask about Cindy in uh, Homeroom. But, no, you were talking about radio. Were you? We, so, obviously, you were hooked prior to that because you had already had a job in radio. That That's what really stoked the fire, though, for you, huh?
4: Yep. And Sally anyway, Jesse Raphael. If you're listening, Sally Jesse, is she still with us? She called in. I was working in Connecticut, and for my birthday, my co-host had Sally call into my wow. show and she's, I mean, she's been, she's like in her late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. And there she was. And we had a lot, a lot of laughs. And it was great. I was just like, wow, that's a heck of a birthday present. Tad Lemire, best of the 80s, 90s, and today, my friend.
1: Never be a legend like Sally Jesse or Mark Aram, for that matter. <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Real quick, finishing up with some of the radio luminaries telling us about the first time they were ever on the air. Joined by uh, the most famous, the most talented of the doctrinaires, Tim Andrews, the man of a thousand voices. Tim, you're a radio legend already. First time you were ever on the radio. When, where, and how did it happen? In 1980,
4: McDonald's opened in my little town of Mansfield, Pennsylvania, and you would have thought that... That's uh, big news. Yeah, that is big news. Whoa, we have McDonald's. Yeah, And uh, the local radio station showed up. And I knew the guy because I listened to the station, and I was enamored. I went over and uh,
1: I won a free cup, and I got to answer a real easy question, which I don't remember. Yeah, and that was the very first time I was on the radio, and people in my town heard it. That's amazing. Uh, what station was it, and how old were you? WNBT FM. I eventually worked there. Oh, nice. Uh, and I was nine. At, at nine years old, did you say, "Oh, this is cool"? Or okay, yeah. yeah. And before that, I loved radio anyway, but because to listen to it at night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was really cool. To put it, headphones on and hear my voice, you were bitten. You were bitten oh, by the yeah, radio. Absolutely, bug. Yeah. was uh, is the McDonald's in Mansfield still open? Yes, there you go. I even that's worked good. there. My McDonald's closed in my town. Oh, that's too They rad. opened another one on the south side, but no. it wasn't the same. It's not the same. No. All right. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thank you. Coming up, more of your favorite radio personalities telling the tales of the first time they were ever on the radio. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram.
5: everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark
1: Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Still to come on the program, comedian Sean Patton in studio. He's at the punchline tonight tomorrow. Really funny dude. Jay Black, also a really funny dude. We'll break down the Bulldog team and Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. Continuing, though, uh, to ask uh, my radio colleagues here at Cox Radio about the first time they were ever on the radio. All right, Jay Black, producer of Atlanta's Morning News, our sports director here at the station, a lifetime radio guy, even at his young age. First time you were ever on the radio, Jay Black. Tell me when, where, and why.
0: It was two thousand one, covering high school football. I was working for a station called Lake One Hundred and Two, which does not exist in that oh, format in rest Buford in peace. anymore. Okay. Yes, <laughs> um, they're speaking Spanish now. Yeah, um, and we were doing a high school football. I was the statistician. And intern for the high school football broadcast with Chris King and Billy Gazdick. And for the second game of the season, it was GAC against either Wesleyan or Buford. Wow. Um, they had me started, starting to present the stats at halftime and post-game. Were you guys. nervous? We, how'd you sound yes, on the air? I was a little nervous. Yeah. I had been behind a microphone. I was doing PA at Collins Hill High School sure. for all the sports there, so I'd been behind a microphone. But obviously, when you get on the radio, that's a little different. Yeah. But it was we had a good time at Lake too. That was a good station,
1: and 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 you were bitten. That was the radio bug. Yes, Jay Black was, was hooked from then on.
0: I was. That's what I always wanted. To, I was five years old. That's what I what I always wanted to do.
1: Would you ever think you'd be a guest on the Mark Arab show?
0: I thought about it, <laughs> but I didn't know if I'd ever make it. But now here we are. Whee!
1: Alright, joining us on the show from our sister station, he, uh, does mornings on 97 One The River. He is a, an Atlanta radio legend, Mr. Steve Craig. Steve, <laughs> the first time you, my friend, were ever on the radio. Gosh,
6: I was, uh, probably 17. Okay. And I was hanging out, hanging out at a radio station as, you know, we did back then in uh, Anaheim, cool California. Exactly. I knew a couple of guys who worked in pr- uh, the promotions department. Mm-hmm. So we just would hang out with the DJs when you could do that. Uh, K-E-Z-Y in Anaheim, California. And we were talking about punk rock at the time, uh, with some guys who were working there at the station, one of the DJs. And I guess one guy who was like the assistant program director, or whatever said, do you know about this punk rock stuff? I went, yeah, yeah, I collect some of the records and everything. And uh, I I was into, you know, some of the stuff that's coming over from England, the Sex Pistols. and You are ahead of the the game. And all that kind of stuff. And he said, would you want to do a radio show? And, of course, when you're a little kid, it's like, like,
2: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? (laughs) So, uh,
6: you know, I talked with one of the other DJs, and he set me up, and I did like a midnight show. Uh, that Saturday night, and I just was playing some of the records that they had and some of the records that I had. Were Back you, when you natural? Played forty-five. Oh no! Or were sucked. you nervous? Oh you, it was yeah! Horrible. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it was a top forty radio station, and here I am playing all this obnoxious punk stuff. <laughs> the phones lit up, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this garbage? The show lasted two weeks. Nice. But that was the first well, time that I was ever on. Yeah. you were hooked. Yeah. K E Z Y. Yeah. Which is now what? Is it even? Is it still? In existence? I think it might still be K E Z Y. Okay. AM. I think there's yeah. an F M station too. That's
1: still down
4: there.
6: A.M.
1: Punk uh, Station now.
6: Just, no. Yeah,
4: California.
1: <laughs> so,
6: uh, the nice thing is, is, is when I was doing that, one of the guys uh, at the station said, hey, you know, we have a broadcast workshop. If you want to, you know, maybe continue with this, you sound Owned like you skills. know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. You know, and I had a horribly young, nasally voice at the time. But then I went through that little broadcast workshop, and I ended up getting uh, my first gig about six months later. And now like, you're on the
1: river. Yeah. 42 years later. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> All right, joining us now a sometime doctrinaire, but he's a full time DJ on our sister station ninety seven one the River English Nick. Yeah, disc jockey, but we don't actually spin
7: discs anymore. Understood, it's
1: digital. Yeah. So I'm asking everyone in this in the building radio luminaries, the big the big boys and yeah. girls. What was the first time you were ever on the radio? When? Well, yeah, tell me the story. The first time you were ever on the radio.
7: Twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Next month. 96 Rock, when it was uh, up in the, in the Century Center building off of Claremont Road, yeah. the Triangle Glass building. Sure, yeah, yeah. I had no experience in radio, but the program director, Tim Dukes, liked my voice. He goes, You got no experience running that board, but I'll put you on Saturday and Sunday morning, six to 10 live. Wow. And I went in with Christopher Roode, who yeah. was to afternoons at that point, and he had me running the board in 15 minutes. Did you, had you always dreamed of being on the radio, or did you kind of fall no, into it? I had a friend of a friend who worked at 96 Rock, yeah. promotions director, Laura Lee, and, uh, I just like rock music. Yeah. And I was like, this will be a really cool thing to get into. I didn't know it was going to lead to anything like it is today, but yeah.
1: yeah. Did you think 20 years ago to now that you'd eventually be a central figure on the Eric Von Hessler program?
7: Not at all. I just remember having a conversation with my boss where he's like, we need to get you out. In the in the city and get yeah. your your profile up and stuff. So no, but I worked with Eric a little bit at 96 Rock back yeah. in the old days. So. Well,
1: you're a welcome addition, my
7: friend. Well, thank you, man. Amazing
1: tales. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back after we check traffic. It's the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show. Real quick, finishing up with some of the radio luminaries telling us about the first time they were ever on the air. The man with the best pipes in the building, Art Terrell, from the morning groove on Kiss (laughs) 104.1, our sister station. Art, I'm asking all the the radio luminaries that I know the first time you were ever on the radio. What's your story? Oh, my goodness. Um, So I had been working at
8: this radio station in the market. Yes. And uh they actually had me doing broadcasting which was actually taking records. I know many of you don't remember actually wax. Final wax And I used yeah. to play those records in a pre recorded show. Okay uh, on Sunday mornings. Uh what my boss eventually did uh was instead of just doing the Sunday morning pre recorded shows, he would give me an hour. Oh wow. I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah. So you time? <laughs> five o'clock on Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm having to do, like, an hour of airtime, which eventually grew to, like, three hours, which eventually grew to, like, a six-hour shift, and then play the pre-recorded shows from 6 to 10. So it was, like, just like Sunday morning, one hour here. 5 a.m. It's just
1: 5 a.m. Nervous radio happy. hours. Yes. You know this very well. But how old were you when you started this? 18. Nice. 18. Yeah. 18 years buck. old. Right here in the city. 5 a.m., that was me. There you go. Art Terrell's first time on the radio, 5 a.m. on a Sunday at a station we won't mention. <laughs> we won't mention that station. We don't care about them. So just before the show, uh, Chuck, Longoria tells me a pretty funny story. Um, I'll, I'll let you retell it, Longoria, but basically... Your wife and daughters were driving around listening to the show last night, and and what happened? This is pretty funny. So, so they they got we got the new car, so they had you know all the satellite
8: radio. So they think we're on satellite radio, by the way. Anyway, that that was the first funny thing. So they're driving around and they're listening to the show, and you keep calling me Longoria. You keep saying Longoria, 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 and my youngest goes, "Hey, mom, that's." That's, that's our, that's my last name, Longoria. Like she's so excited that yeah, someone yeah. else has her nat last name. And she goes, yeah, that's Dada. You know, that's Dada on the air. And she's like, she kind of looks at her and, <laughs> and she, then, then I start talking on the air yeah. and she's like, Oh, Dada's on the, Dada's on the radio? <laughs> Dada's on the radio. She gets that all excited and all this so stuff. Funny. But, like, I guess it's, I mean, they've listened before, but I guess it's the first time she's ever
1: heard you say her last name. You finally got a decent... And, uh, and
8: we've been kind of, you know, working on her name. Like, your name is Olivia Lucia yeah. Lungueta, You know, like, trying to get her to say her whole name and yeah. stuff. So I guess she's just picking up on that now. And finally
4: might the association. Yeah, yeah. What, so what did they think you did prior to... Well, Lily kind
8: of knows I'm on the radio, but yeah. Libya, I i don't know what she thinks I do. I have no idea. So, so when <laughs> you Batman. came home,
1: were you like, were were
8: they just like starstruck? Well, they were asleep at the time, but L- Leslie told me the the, yeah. the story, and then this morning I asked her, and she was like, "I didn't know you were on the radio. You were on satellite radio." She kept saying satellite radio, radio because it has, you know, the satellite yeah, yeah. now for a year that we're going to cancel after the year. Obviously, that's
1: amazing. That's I, so funny. I. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to what to say about that. Like, I, I've got like I like calling you Schlongoria once in a while. But now, if I know your daughters are listening, <laughs> I've got if they're listening and comprehend, I can't call you the Stoic Esco anymore. No, yeah, that's cool. Then tomorrow she'll be like, "Mommy, are we Esco? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> are we that we're, I thought we're half Mexican. But yeah. Now we're Mec- <laughs> now we're Esco. What's going on? I've got now that the daughters are listening. I've got a. I assume Chuck. Well, your daughter's too young, probably to She's understand. She's still a little too young, but I've,
6: in the next year she'll start to figure. Yeah, it but
1: out. does your wife even listen?
6: Uh, every once in
1: a while, every once in a while, yeah. so we're clear. I can still talk about stuff oh, with yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that depends on if she's driving around but the 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 whole paradigm paradigm of the paradigm. show just switch, knowing that your daughters might be listening now, <laughs> yeah, like I've so got to so. keep that in mind, any longoria bits that we might have. <laughs> Shlongoria. <laughs> well, she name. may not
8: pick up on that because her name is
1: not Shlongoria. Yeah, but so if we want to do something incognito, I right. I'll go. call... Yeah. Uh, there you go.
8: Yeah, use use a, a code name for me. All right, great story, Longoria.
1: <laughs> Still to come on the program, comedian Sean Patton in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight tomorrow. Really funny, dude. Jay Black, also a really funny dude, will break down the Bulldogs game. And Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. Hang tight, we'll be right back. News, weather, and traffic next. It's the Friday edition of the Mark Aram Show.
8: The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience.
9: No.
5: This
1: town to be near you. Alright, welcome back to the show. Joining us in studio, he's on the punchline stage tonight and tomorrow. Tickets available on punchline.com, legendary comedian. Comedian? comedian? I'll take them both. Gender neutral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
9: Sean Patton on the Mark Aaron Show. Good to see you, buddy. Good morning to you. Uh, it's always
1: good. You are a bright ray of light. In a, in a dirty, dark talk radio world, I am a shining beacon of hope. Man. You really are? Yeah, well, thank you, buddy. I, you know I mean,
0: because You know,
9: you meet a lot of... Have you, have you met other radio hosts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're a
1: strange breed. There is a... There is a, Yes. Yeah. Well, see, the, what I found the difference is... I'm glad you brought up radio, because yeah. we're going to talk about it in a second... The people that are jaded in this industry sure are the people that um set out to join this industry like I fell ass backwards into radio okay I had no no desire no you know nothing to get into radio I just fell into this job so i I think it's great like you know but other people are like this was the, this was they grounded out and they but so they're by the time they're getting to a place where they're interviewing luminaries right. like yourself they're they're bitter they're you, they're
9: but I'm surprised
1: that you, radio wasn't like a thing. No. It was, uh, whoa. I, w- I wanted to be a newspaper writer. I wanted to be a sports writer.
9: How would they? How would the sports, how would the people reading ever hear your
1: perfect radio they, voice? They wouldn't. They had <laughs> It's so funny. So my first job ever was as a sports reporter for my local newspaper in Connecticut. And really? I was 14 years old. I'd go out okay. and make $25 an article. And I thought it was the greatest job ever. And right. then when I got to college, I majored in journalism. And then I saw the starting, starting salaries of sports writers. And I was like, I'm making more than that waiting tables. Like, yeah. I can't do that. So then I tried to transition to write for TV. And then it just so happened I, I wound up in radio. And I never intended to to get on the radio.
9: You know, it's so interesting that you bring up sports writing. Because I, I I, you've told me this before. Yeah. But, like... So I I I listen I I read a lot NFL dot com yep. I have the app, it's just whatever it's a great way to kill time in the airport sure, exactly. just reading about it. and like I do I do enjoy football I know you're not supposed to I know it's bad for people's <laughs> you know I I know there's concussions and I know Crainian. et cetera but there's also you know hey it's entertaining but uh, a lot of those guys just in the past few years mm-hmm. have gotten. Real risque and like, no kidding. Yeah, like some of the writing from some of these guys, like the straight girls news
1: writing or the opinion writers, both. Okay,
9: like the 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 the, the metaphors and the way the the comparisons they'll make and like the <laughs> the like the and especially the opinion pieces. Yeah, yeah, those guys will just go off on like, like. Like extrapolation journeys, you know, where you're just like, (laughs) Where are you? This is a piece about the best team in the NFC
1: South. Yeah. But you're making like reference. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh,
1: I think I remember this, Craig. You're a Saints fan, as that New right? New Orleans Saints. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, nah. I mean we're going to talk football now. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, Breeze is out. Bridgewater has stepped up and managed the team, and the defense has been crushing it. Yeah, um, yeah. you You got to be pretty happy where you're sitting right now. I would say yes,
9: as a Saints fan, I am. Also, because it's very storybook like what's happening is yeah. like uh, because Breeze will come back. Yeah. After the bye. Yep. And his first game will be against local favorites. Here in Atlanta. It's
1: been a struggle this the year. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> the Atlanta-Georgia. The Atlanta-Georgia Falcons.
9: Yeah. It, been... has, it has. Do you think it's the coach? Is it Dan
1: Quinn? I don't know what it is. Nah. It's its been, like, we had really high hopes coming in this year. I mean, you look at the weapons that the Falcons oh, have. God, we yeah. Matt Ryan and Freeman and Julio and Ridley and Hooper. And the offense has been okay. The defense is, like, porous. It's, it's like a sieve. Everyone scores on the Falcons. It's... We, yeah, we met... Um,
9: you know the comedian Dan Soder, yeah, absolutely, know?
1: real tall guy, yeah, real tall yeah,
9: guy, really, could could play tight end, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or slot receiver maybe, depending on what what team. But um, he's friends with a bunch of uh, actual like assistant coaches and whatnot yeah. in the NFL, and he was telling me how one guy said that he's never seen anyone like
1: or like Julio Jones, like the yeah, level of athleticism,
9: and yeah, and like the fact that he. Is getting shut down. You yeah. know what I mean? And One like,
1: win this year. One win. One. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. Sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sean's at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow. Tickets online at punchline.com. So so prior to you coming into the studio, I've been asking my coworkers, yeah. going back to radio now, the first time oh, they radio. were ever on the radio and they've been telling their stories, blah, 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 As a comedian, the first time you ever took the stage as a stand-up, do you remember that? What was that experience like?
9: You know what? In a, to relate it to radio, too. The ver- the thing I remember the most was hearing my voice amplified. Really, that's what, what stuck out. Because that, well, that's just the thing. No, when you're thinking about doing comedy for the first time, you're thinking about jokes and the the idea of heckling, even though you don't even understand at that point what a heckler is going to be. Yeah. And you know, is this funny? Is this not funny? Um, do I look at the audience? Do I not? Do uh, can I swear? Should I be blue? Uh, am I dirty? I am dirty. You know, and and just <laughs> so much is going through your mind. But the one thing. You no one ever says is oh don't be jarred when you hear your voice amplified
0: for the first time
9: because that was something that just caught me completely off guard. That's do it you remember the first where you were the first time you did stand? Oh sure, yeah. I mean, any I have trouble believing any comedian that. Acts like they don't remember where they did it yeah. for the first time. You get those people sometimes. who are like, uh, I think it was. I'm like, you think it was? <laughs> yeah, no. It's like losing your virginity. You, uh, you remember that? It's something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's losing your innocence, your virginity, <laughs> but ga- but then gaining this like new. You you don't come out of it the same person. Yeah, you're a different. You're changed forever. Like it was a place called Amberjacks, um, in the Lakeview neighborhood of New Orleans, Louisiana, which Amberjacks no longer exists. I don't a Good think fish,
1: though. I amber, like good amberjack. Good,
9: good amberjack. And it was a restaurant <laughs> yeah. that had a bar, and that's the bar section. That's where stand-up happened, and it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was bad. I remember there were two audience members and about six comedians. And I remember, like, <laughs> just being like, well, in fact, I still remember. I can remember the couple's faces. I like their... I can remember did that. you go out and say this is my first time did you preface it by the, saying that the actually the MC asked me or asked me what <laughs> asked it sometimes it's too early for me and words asked me um the the host asked me if I wanted them me I to know. Say it, and I and I was like what do you think I remember asking yeah. and and he goes I'll figure it out and
1: he said I would think that would help yeah, it but, did to to soften things as you get out there like lower the expectation of that and say, like hey it's a young kid yeah. first time Give it up, Sean Patton.
9: I mean, I can say this. Going back, I would have, knowing what I know now, I would have said no. Just get, I would have made up a lie. because <laughs> yeah. Only because, also, it's two audience members. Yeah. And they're already like, oh, crap, we're the only two people <laughs> Fresh here. Fresh
1: off the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah, give them something <laughs> yeah, exactly. to look forward
9: to. And if they have a rough set, they're like, oh, it must have been an off
1: night, but we saw... A, a comedian from TV. Do you know what struck me the first time, uh, and I've done stand up twice. Oh, cool! The first time, really? Yeah, both at the punchline. All right. First time, what struck me wasn't hearing my voice. Yeah, was how bright the lights were. Oh, that's yeah, that's definitely. That, I w- I was stunned. I was like, I could I could not even see into the audience. I was like, what the hell's
9: going on? Some yeah, some clubs make it like that on
1: purpose. It, it was it was yeah. jarring. It was I was I I freaked out a little bit. I'm like, I can't see. I was th- thinking I was gonna be able to see everyone's face, and that was and so. The first time I killed it, and I was yeah. like, "This is the easiest gig ever." <laughs> the second time I went up, I bombed, and I haven't been back since. I was like, "Okay, I don't have this. I don't have that mechanism. I don't have that muscle. Whatever nah. it is, I can't do it." Bombing will break you. Yeah.
9: There's a guy um, that I that I started with in in New Orleans. I started with. Um, he was always the. He was funnier than all of us. He was the bet. He was the best of all us young guys. Um, I mean, right from the get go, like right from the get go. And like if he he never really bombed, he never bombed. And like for like the first year, he just never bombed. And we all kind of just accepted, like he's the he's best. the yeah. he's the chosen one. And then there was this competition in New Orleans, thrown by a couple of road dog comedians, okay. where the prize was like five hundred bucks, and then you got to open at this comedy club. That, of course, never actually opened. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the, the competition was held at this place called Le Chat Noir, which was this beautiful theater that is now a pool hall. But, um... Uh,
1: no, it's, but, yeah. it's a fancy name.
9: Right. Oh. Le Chat Noir. It means the black cat.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
9: Le Chat Noir. Um, But uh, there was a comedy club that wasn't going to be opening that, of course, never did. But the, but this was part of, like, the competition. And this, this guy, who was better than all of us, who was the best, bombed for the first time. Yeah. And we were all in shock. We're like, this isn't happening. He doesn't, and he's doing, he's doing this joke. Yeah. He's doing the joke about Nike versus Reebok that never bombs. It's bombing. It was insane. And it it broke him. Shell shocked him. Shell shocked him. Like, yeah. he just, he just wasn't the same person. And, like, he's doing, I don't know what he's up to now, but, like, yeah. I know it's, like, man, he could have been, I think he could have been by now faint, like, like like theater selling out theater that like he was that That's good crazy. and like some some people can't handle that though
1: well the the plus side is though he is now the defensive coordinator for the falcons so he's right 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 he's <laughs> he's, had, he's had much success in his yeah. career i I've, I've met radio people like that and tv people tv especially yeah where they freeze up and then they're never heard from again it's like all right, here's an attractive guy or gal they're well spoken they they bu- and they get in front of that camera and mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. The magic's not there, and then they're gone. Poof, out of the business. Sure.
9: I mean, also, it must be weird. I was, that was while I was waiting for you, uh, which was very short, by the way. <laughs> Mark's a very accommodating In the host. Green room, yeah. By the way, um, but I was watching the Kelly and Rippa, Kelly Rippa and Ryan Seacrest. Yes. And like, I've got no hatred towards Ryan Seacrest, but it is interesting. You wonder to be like, what's it like to just. Make a career off of being liked. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like
1: yeah, that a guy's like- not a cat.
9: Right, he's just a likable, nice. Well, he yeah.
1: started in... He's from Atlanta. He's from Dunwoody, Georgia, which is... Oh, I'm going after the city. local boy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's beloved. He's given a lot back to the community. Yeah. He started as a part-time DJ at a pop station here when he was in high school. Okay, yeah. He's too good-looking to be on radio. Yeah, not, well, that, now, not that, you know... Yeah, understood.
9: You understood. know, Mark Arum, <laughs> uh, this is a, I'm looking. I'm looking into the eyes of an I, Adonis over there. But I, I get... You know
1: what? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, yeah. he is... I, I'm sure there's a level of talent there, sure. But he fell into... Uh, the, what was the big hit TV show? Um, American Idol. American Idol. Fell into that. And now, you know, he, he works his, his butt off. Oh yeah. Sure. But there's something to say to just being liked, just being like, you know what I mean? Like he, he walks, he's the kind of guy who, if he
9: walked in here right now. Uh, to just like when we didn't know who he was, yeah, he wasn't a famous person. Yeah, he just walked in and be like, Oh, Mark, here's your mail. Yeah, we'd all be like, Oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, you I know, like we'd check all it. be like, I okay, check what a nice guy, Ryan. You'll,
1: you'll like this guy, Sean Patney's at the punchline stage tonight and tomorrow. Tickets are going fast, by the way. So Indeed. get him online at punchline.com. Can you hang out one more segment? Of course, all right. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Friday edition of the Mark Aram show, Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB Atlantis news and talk. Welcome back Friday edition of the Mark Arab Show comedian Sean Patton in the studio uh, if you do not have plans this weekend go see him at the punchline stage folks he is phenomenally funny uh, tickets online at punchline.com real quick uh, off the air we were talking about your continental breakfast experience this morning yes. um, good bad and different well, uh, it's hit and miss on those things
9: it's hit and miss on those things this one had the waffle iron the wall I think the waffle is the big hit. the waffle iron is a big hit yeah. you know what I'm talking about they give you the measured cups yeah you dump it in you flip it over it says 2 minutes
1: and you feel like you're productive you, you feel like, your you're, have, yeah, like you feel, doing something.
9: yeah you feel something you feel like a world class chef
1: i i always tend so every christmas i drive uh from atlanta to connecticut to see my folks quick drive and i yeah, and i <laughs> stop at these uh these uh hotels with continental breakfast and i'm i'm they i've sworn off the eggs at the continental breakfast usually they're powdered you don't know what's going on oh yeah on. you don't yeah. sneezing on them I always go with, like, the plain Lender's bagel they got there and the prepackaged cream cheese. Um, but I might All dip right. into the waffles now, now that you, you think about it. I just, it seems time-consuming to actually make my own breakfast. Like yeah,
9: that. but just a little, you know, but hey, it, what's, it's worth a little time. <laughs> you know, you have a little adventure in your morning. Yeah. Like, wait, so you drive to Connecticut? Yeah. Where, now, I don't, I hope I'm not the first person to point this out. Atlanta has a huge airport.
1: <laughs> it does. <laughs> I bring my dog with me. Okay. What yeah. kind of dog is it? It's a beagle. She's 14. Okay, you don't want to take her on a fight. Bu- well, I yeah. might do it. I don't want to be that guy that gets the you know the oh comfort dog pass oh, or whatever yeah. it is. But now that she's fourteen, I might do that and fly up. This busy. I'm gonna say this as a as a as someone who flies twenty twenty six weeks a year.
9: Yeah, I, I've twice now flown next to a dog because yeah. they'll ask you uh, if someone if you are seated next to someone who has a comfort uh, a uh, emotional support animal. That's, they they, yeah, they will support. ask you. They, they, like, do you, are you comfortable sitting next to a dog? Which me, every time, I'm like, hell yes. Yeah, of course. Because, like, they're not, I don't know, people people think dogs, like, you're going to put a dog on a flight, it's going to run around, it's going <laughs> to take crap, it's going to pee on me. It's like, <laughs> no, these are well, they're pretty, yeah. they have to be well-trained, yeah. or at least uh, chill. And, like, twice now, just flown next to a dog, it just looks at you yeah. the whole time, every night. Na- like, maybe you fall asleep, and you hear, like, a that dog tongue <laughs> sound, and it wakes you up, and you're like, oh, hey, what's up?
1: Yeah, but you know? I mean, people running around pooping in the aisles anyway.
4: Yeah, exactly. So it's not people are more
9: people are the ones taking their shoes off <laughs> uh, and putting their feet on the seat it's in front. Disgusting. Dogs are more civilized. You should have to register certain people as emotional support people. I concur. I yeah, concur. But I I, I,
1: I, I, hey, I'm looking into it. I'm Mark, looking to find right? help. Get help. Mark,
9: get a flying. Pack. <laughs> uh,
1: Sean, where can we find you online and social media and that good stuff? Uh, my website is is me Sean
9: Patton M E S E A N P A T T O N dot uh, look me up on Instagram. It's Mr. Sean Patton, M-R-S-E-A-N-P-A-T-T-O-N. Mis- uh, Instagram's sort of like my the top of the totem the pole base. and everything else. Okay. You know, like that's, that's I, I like Instagram the best, personally. It's the hottest right now, for sure. Yeah, it's just the one you could do the most on. Yeah, it's you good know? stuff. So like I'm you. enjoying it. We yeah? want to see
1: your face, too. Yeah. Sean, always a pleasure. Good to see you, brother. The pleasure's always mine. We'll be right back after news, weather, and traffic. Hang tight. This is The Mark Aram Show.
0: Y'all, Shermaine Dupree, and you're listening to The Mark
9: Aram Show. Yeah, y'all know what this is.
1: as she does every Friday in studio, the lovely and talented Brittany Tannenbaum from Access Atlanta. Hello, Brittany. Hi. Good to see you, buddy. It's
5: Friday. How
1: was your your week? Everything good?
5: It was good. It was... I feel like it's always long. Yeah. No? Maybe? Well, this
1: marks the end of your week, so you should be happy.
5: Exactly. I'm excited. Um, We're rolling into the weekend with some rain, but... Don't fret because we got a lot going on.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, including the big, probably one of the biggest food events in Metro Atlanta throughout the year. It's the Grand Taste of Atlanta this weekend.
5: Definitely one of the biggest uh, foodie events of the year. Taste of Atlanta, which is going down at historic Fourth Ward Park all weekend. And uh, you can, not only can you kind of just eat and drink. And enjoy yourself, but you can also watch cooking demos going on. There's going to be some like famous, you know, chef people showing you how to cook <laughs> famous and famous chef people, famous chef presentations. But and they have a best bartender competition going on as well. Um, general admission for that starts at thirty bucks so head over to Taste of Atlanta and taste
1: is that the first the time things. it's been in the fourth ward i remember going in midtown atlanta before i think
5: it's maybe changed locations okay. a bit uh you know per the years and yeah. now it's it's down in uh, fourth ward park
1: okay so i've always had a good time at that event Yeah, it was a wide Variety of foods,
5: absolutely, and it's all—it's good food. Yeah, you know, you're exactly. not like paying for a crappy old like <laughs> exactly. a grilled cheese sandwich that's cold. Yeah, so it's like no.
1: Yeah, it's, I'm not going to eat stuff. that. All right, that's exactly. interesting to know. Um, let's move from uh, Old Fourth Ward to Decatur. Yes, Decatur, Decatur Craft and Beer Festival.
5: Correct, and so that's at the uh, downtown downtown Decatur and uh, rain or shine. It says it's going to go down, so okay. you can have an afternoon of beer tasting and music on the square. At the Decatur Craft Beer Festival, general admission for that is fifty bucks, uh, but they're going to have more than ninety breweries providing unlimited beer while you rock out to live music.
1: I don't get to Decatur often enough. I I don't don't do, but their
5: restaurant scene is pretty legit.
1: It it is.
5: I think we went to Kimball House. Oh yeah, the oysters. Really good. The martinis were on spot. Not as good as House, but
1: martini wise, yeah. Martine House
5: is just like they don't. First of all, it's like four shots of vodka, <laughs> so you're definitely getting like your bang for your buck.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make an uh, admission here on the radio. I have never in my life had a martini. Oh god, never once. Oh my god. Well, maybe I had an apple teeny once. I had a sip of Ugh. a girl's apple teeny once. I so yeah. That...
5: I think that was my first alcoholic <laughs> beverage when I went to go visit IU before yeah. going to college, and I thought it was so cool because I was like getting served an apple an teeny, Yeah, at no, a I've
1: never had a, a real.
5: All right, well, we need to change that.
1: So Decatur, I, I, I never used to go because. Like, if you go to Decatur, you want to go drink and eat and have fun. Sure. And I always drove, and it's a kind of, from where I live in northwest Atlanta, it's a pain in the neck to get over there. It's effing far. But now with Uber and Lyft, I, I should go to Decatur more often. Yeah,
5: absolutely. I don't remember, where did we go? Oh, when we went to Staple House. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of pretty far, like in, was it Edgewood? I don't exactly remember where it was, but it was a 30-minute drive yeah. there and then 30 minutes back, so yeah. that's, that's an hour. but
1: that's a great, great restaurant. Yes. 246 is in Decatur. I've been there. That's a good, that's mm-hmm. a good joint. That's right. Italian, right? Yeah, so that's my new uh, spot. Well, that's my New Year's resolution in October to get out to go to Decatur more to go, often.
5: To go to Decatur—that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So that's attainable.
1: It is. Uh, so listen, um, Brittany's from T- Access Atlanta. So not only—I mean—the highlight of her week is appearing on the Mark Arab show, but you Absolutely. also get to do a lot of cool stuff with Access Atlanta, including a, a movie premiere. What yes. was going on on yes. social so media? So I
5: went to a screener of this movie, this new movie called Waves, Okay. and it was. Awesome, really crazy. It, it it deals with some really, really uh, pretty heavy topics. They do, like, you know, a lot of drugs. There's overdose. There's death, um, alcohol. But it, it uh, stars Sterling K. Brown. And if those probably know him better as Randall from This Is Us. This
1: Is Us, yes. On
5: ABC, which we are on ABC, affiliate, yes, So we air exactly. This Is Us. And, um, so I went to the screener, actually brought my mom and her two Aww. friends, which was like a hoot. That's great. Um, and they just like absolutely loved it. It's, it's a pretty intense film, but yeah. really, really great performances all around. And, um, went over to interview him. And then, uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., I believe, was, was, plays his son. And Sterling plays this kind of just insanely, fiercely domineering father who really pushes his son to the max just gotcha. to, be really good, you know, be, be good at everything that he does, but he's pretty scary. And off the bat, <laughs> I kind of asked him, I, you know, I like sat down in the chair, they give you three minutes to kind yeah. of just ask your in questions and in and out. Honestly, I black out sometimes about what they say <laughs> back to me because sure. I'm so concentrated on, the next on asking the next question. Cause I just, and you have someone rolling your finger yeah. at you telling you to wrap up. It's like, but I just asked my question. I can't, you know? So, um, he was great and, uh, so nice and looked so handsome and like a turtleneck. Yeah. I haven't seen a guy in a turtleneck like in a long time. I'm going to bring
1: him back. I bring used to rock the, tur- the mock yeah, back like that. Yeah.
5: He was so delightful and so nice. Uh, the whole cast was. And I you know, took a quick picture with it, sent it to Josh. And he goes, you know, he's holding you a little too close. <laughs>
1: don't worry, I was Josh. I like, don't worry. He's married. Worry he's got about. kids. Real quick, a Netflix recommendation for you. Yes. The Spy.
5: The Spy. I saw that. Uh, I saw a... Is that what Sasha Sacha Baron, Cohen? Baron? Cohen.
1: Real story about an Israeli spy in the sixties. Got it. Oh, amazing. Six episodes. You can knock it out this weekend. Right. If it rains, do it.
5: It's going to rain, uh, so
1: it's it is going to rain. Me and Sasha
5: will be the Netflix. Yeah, I
1: think you'll like it. Um, all the information is on WSBTV.com, Access Atlanta. Where can we find you and Access Atlanta on social so media? So
5: social media, we are at Access ATL, and then I am at Britt Elise. Oh, and one other thing, one other shout-out. Yeah. Uh, BJ Reese Orchards is open. Well, I guess it's going to be raining this weekend, yeah. but next weekend for sure, go check it out. Um, it's in LJ, Georgia. You can pick, you pick apples. They have a farm animal for, for those that have kids that want to, you know, touch the goats. And the chickens. It's apple um, cider season, too. Exactly. They've yeah. got a market with all kinds of delicious apple pies and stuff to to eat. So, head You're to the a duties. delicious
1: apple pie, Brittany. Aw, uh, thanks. Uh, have a good weekend. We'll see you, you next too. week. I don't really want to talk about sports because uh, we're coming off the worst sports week in Georgia sports history. But... We are your home of the dogs, and the dogs are back in action tomorrow. So, join us in studio. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black. Uh,
0: hey, man, that is past. That, that is past, this is present, and future. Well, I'm We're a historian. Ahead. I'm a historian
1: here. <laughs> Let's briefly talk about last week's game. We we watched it. We heard it. Uh, it was it was unbelievable. Heartbreak. It sucked. Uh, as a, as a fan, as a viewer, as a listener, it was awful. What was the mood in the broadcast booth? Take us in there. When uh, Rodrigo missed uh, what would have been the game-tying field goal in overtime.
0: It's kind of more like, did that actually happen? Did that whole thing actually happen? Just, just stunned. Yeah, it's like, did we really just get beat by South Carolina? Yeah, turn it over four times and played a catastrophically bad football game. Just awful. Yeah. It, what
1: what happened? What, they weren't ready. The the they looked past them. What was it? What's the deal? That
0: that part seems pretty clear. That Georgia just was not ready. Yeah. And, and Kirby Smart even told Chuck Daddle in his pregame interview here on we w- heard it. he and, called it yes that our guys are not ready to play. Yeah. We have to get them ready to play, yeah. and that did not happen it didn't happen the whole vibe over that day and i'm not blaming the fans or anything but yeah. it, but you know the, the fans were later everybody just kind of that Lacks whole vibe was ago. we got this yeah. we're going to show up and run over south carolina it's and
1: always freaking south carolina and yeah.
0: south carolina is a decent they have sec players yeah and when teams have sec players they can they can they play can, well yeah. and georgia played awful
1: i give credit to the sec secondary the sec the uh, south carolina secondary yes w- fromm couldn't hook up any deep balls they they were covering them like glue and even on the short intermediate game Fromm was off he just did not have his game
0: that's the big red flag to me going forward yeah Georgia beat South Carolina 98 times out of 100 yeah but for the games against the second half of the schedule the Floridas the Auburns the Missouris the potential SEC championship we talked about how young this wide receiver core is coming into the season yeah now you're seeing it these guys are struggling to get open. They're struggling when, when receivers or cornerbacks come and bump them at the line and press them. They can't get off, and they can't get open. Yes, Fromm had a bad game, but it's not like he was missing guys that were wide open yeah. either. Everybody was sort of always covered, and that's what bothers me going forward is if they can't find a deep threat, they can't back everybody off the lines Or Georgia can run, they'll
1: have trouble. By the way, Jay Black, very animated yes. in the studio, pushing, uh, pushing me. Uh, Jay Black, WSB Radio Sports Director. All right, let's turn the page. Hopefully, get back on the winning side of things tomorrow, uh, against Kentucky. Our pregame and all that stuff. What time are we looking at?
0: 2 p.m. is when we'll get started with the uh, dog talk pregame. Tailgate show starts at 3 o'clock and then we'll six kick, kick off on. in the rain at 6.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. It's going to be soggy. What do we know about Kentucky and what are, I mean, it's, they're 5 and 1, right? I mean, that's, Three and three. Three and three. Oh, yes. all right. So forget, I, Buford gave me wrong info. That's bizarre, Buford. Buford's filling in for Dev Green. All right, they're three and three. I feel yes. better now. I thought they were five and one. No,
0: uh, Kentucky just won its first SEC game last week against Arkansas, who's the worst team in the West. They are uh, kind of a, a offense in transformation on the fly here because their top two quarterbacks are hurt. So last week they had to turn to their number one receiver, Lynn Bowden, to play quarterback. And he rushed for 200 yards in the game, or almost 200 yards in the wow. game, against Arkansas. So. Kirby Smart compared this to Heinz Ward back in uh, the mid-90s. Coming off a receiver to play quarterback, and that's kind of like how it feels. It's not going to be a very complicated offense they're running, but Bowden can beat you on the ground anytime he wants, and he can throw the ball well enough to make you think about it. So that's going to be a very different situation. for And we, dogs. Saw,
1: we saw Georgia struggle against South Carolina's backup yeah. quarterback last week. So by the way, just looking at, so I want to get caught up to date here, make sure I get my facts straight. Okay, uh, Kentucky's wins are Toledo, Eastern yes. Michigan, and, and last week at Arkansas. Their losses close to Florida. They had Florida beat. Not too bad to Mississippi State and not too bad to South Carolina. So this is a school with SEC talent, yes. like you said. Kentucky has pulled up their floor.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not nearly as good, obviously, they were last year, losing Benny Snell and everything they had last year. Sure. But, but they're not the doormats yeah. that they they're used to Vanderbilt. be. They're not Vanderbilt. No, they're not Vanderbilt. All right.
1: Uh, well, fingers crossed. Hopefully things will will fare better for yes. the dogs. i got to have a feeling that uh, Coach Smart has got them ready for this game.
0: If I'm watching the first quarter. Georgia's kind of been kind of slow-starting at, at times. This team should be angry, and it should come out and blow doors early on.
1: I'm not going to look past this game. Well, right. I am looking past this game. By week after that, By where we'll have the Mark Aram Show listener lunch here at the studio. Okay. Then uh, in Jacksonville at number 9, Florida. Yep. Then 22nd-ranked Missouri. Then 11th-ranked Auburn. And then Texas A&M before the Georgia Tech matchup. Worst-case
0: scenario, what happens to this team? Worst case scenario is they lose three of them. Yeah. Um, I mean that's the you lost your mulligan on South Carolina with the schedule as backloaded as it is. It would be nice to have that. So now so Georgia's got to beat them all. Worst case is eight and five. Then
1: best case scenario they run the table and they get into the SEC championship yes. game.
0: And I that's the that's the big takeaway from the South Carolina game is the the doubt creeps in that they can consistently beat all those teams. Without a deep threat and with some of the struggles they had throwing the ball, but Georgia's done it before. It's not like it's not like you have Alabama, or LSU there. That comes later. Yeah. So it's it's certainly possible, right. but there's a little run of the table dogs. Yeah.
1: Run the table. Two p.m. Our coverage starts tomorrow on your home of the dogs. Real quick before I let you go, Jay Bird. Yes. Braves baseball. Yeah. Um, disappointing end to the season almost as disappointing as my Yankees' end of the season, which is going to come very shortly yes. at Minute Maid Park. Uh, who's gone from the team? Who might we bring back? What do we know right now?
0: Well, there's about a dozen players that are free agents or have options that are unlikely to get picked up. So it's probable Josh Donaldson's the big guy hanging out there. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's... Thirty seventy, he comes back. Okay, uh, he's gonna he he's he made a lot of money. He bet his he bet on himself this year. He's he's gonna make his yeah. money, but the Braves certainly could use him because uh, he was clearly an elite player. Yeah. in the heart of the order, Dallas Keuchel gone, probably he's unlikely. Done, yeah. comes up. Julio Tehran has an eleven million dollar option. I think the Braves pick it up. <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> yeah, they can't get rid of Julio.
1: Well, I think they do. I mean, eleven he's, million. million. consistent. He gets to one hundred
0: seventy innings. That's not bad bang for your buck. He's only twenty nine. Yeah, believe exactly. it or not, he's only one year older than Folti.
1: I. I I, I thought of him the other day, um, and it led me down this rabbit hole of in, on BaseballReference.com to Jair Jordan. <laughs> Remember him?
0: Yes. 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 Six Jordan. degrees of separation. Exactly right.
1: So um, we're going to wait and see. Hopefully, Braves will spend some money. Will Austin Riley be ready to take over the hot corner? We don't know. Freddie's elbow, we'll check on. You'll keep us up to date throughout yes. the hot stove, league. Go.
0: Hopefully, it's uh, more interesting than it was last
1: year. There you go. Jay Black, WSB Radio Sports Director. Thanks, buddy. See you, bud. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Big thanks to Sean Patton, to Jay Black, Brittany Tannenbaum, and all of my radio colleagues, Eric Von Hessler, Tim Andrews, Chris Camp, Steve Craig, Art uh, Terrell, Tad Lemire, everyone else I forgot that told us about their first time on the radio. That was, that was fun stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, Longoria, let's do star of the show.
5: Are you guys
1: ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? Um, I'm going to get Star of the Show. I haven't done that in a while. So I am Star of the Show for the first time in a long time. Uh, I deserve it with Deb Green out. I I did all the heavy lifting. You know what, Longori? You did a lot of heavy lifting, too. You get one as well. So Longori and I are co-stars of the show. Uh, We will continue the conversation Online. Once we get off air throughout the weekend, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Arum. Facebook, Mark Arum WSB. That's M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. And the podcast available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby.
7: You and me.
8: Guests of the Mark Garam show stay at the all suite Omni hotel located in the heart of Chicago's magnificent mile
6: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile
2: for you. Call.